ransom for me. If you have your Bible, open with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Tonight is fifth, fifth Sunday evening, so it's communion, the Lord's Supper here at Tabernacle. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 23. Let's pray. Lord God, speak to our hearts and use your word to change us and help us, sanctify us, make us to be holy and to walk according to your will. Lord, may your will ever be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11 Verse number 23, we'll begin reading. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do, show, ye, do, ye do shew the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Mm. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. And so, my friends, tonight, the thought that I would, that, that I would like to um, major on as we look at this text tonight is, are you right with God? Am I right with God? Are we right with God? Notice with me back in verse number 23, he said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. So, so here the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth a message that he received of the Lord. And so these are, not just, these are not just principles that somebody wrote down and thought it was a good order to follow. But he received this message from God. And he's writing it to the church. And may I say tonight that the Lord's Supper, that communion is for the church. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, first is Matthew chapter 28. The Lord Jesus Christ said... Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, we know right there that to be baptized, first of all, they had to get saved. And then when they were baptized, they're baptized into the church. And then he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And communion is one of those things. You go to the book of Acts in and, and chapter 2 and, and you find where, where, where when they took the Lord's Supper, how was it? Well, first they were saved and they were baptized and added to the church and they continued 
in these things, which included the breaking of bread. But then here, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church. He's not writing to a person. He's writing to the people of the church. And this is from the Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. So we remember the story in the upper room. Judas was there. The others were there. And this same event took place. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. How powerful his body was broken for you and for me. And as we take that bread and we chew that bread, what happens? It's broken. It's grinded. And that's exactly what happened to the body of the Lord for you and me. It was broken. The Bible said in Isaiah 52 that his visage was so marred more than any man. That means nobody could recognize him by sight. But he was completely mutilated and ripped to pieces. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And so as we take communion, we're remembering the sacrifice of the Lord. He died on the cross and Oh, sometimes we hear that precious story, that precious report, the gospel, how that the virgin-born Savior came and he lived 33 years on this earth and performed mighty deeds that proved he was very God in the flesh. He was full of grace and truth and he preached with power. He laid his hands on the dead and they were healed. They rose again. The blind saw and the lame walked. And then he was taken by the Sanhedrin, by the religious people. And he was taken in an illegal trial, for they were not supposed to meet at night. And they, 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 they took him, and they put him on trial, and they beat him. And they mocked him. And they criticized him. As Isaiah 52 said, he is despised and rejected of men. The Savior that we sing about who, says that he, who, who, who said he loved us and whom we say that we love, that was him. He was rejected. He was forsaken. He was beaten. He was condemned. And Roman guards laid him on a cross and nailed the hands of the king of heaven to a cross. And his body was broken. He laid there suffering in agony. The songwriter was right, and the scriptures well point out, oh, he could have called all those angels to come deliver him. But you know what was on his mind that afternoon, my friend? You and me. The people in the land of voodoo. Their soul. Heaven is real. And hell is real. People really go there. And the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified that afternoon for you, for me, for this world. Yes. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And, and as we take that bread and we eat that bread, we recognize as that bread is broken, 
that he was broken for me. He wasn't just broken for all of you and I'm exempt. No, he was broken for all of us. And it becomes personal as we partake. And then he said in verse number 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. You see, there could be no New Testament. There could be no New Testament church. There could be no truth to John 3.16. There could be no truth to Romans 10.13. There could be no tabernacle. There could be no salvation. There could be no reason to shout glory in the songs that we sing tonight if his blood was not shed. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that to have a New Testament, it required the death of the testator. Jesus is the testator. Yes. He's the author of the New Testament. Amen. After the same manner also he took the cup which he had supped, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood. The purpose, the reason for the death of the Son of God. Thank the Lord he rose again. Amen. This do ye as oft as ye drink it. And remembrance of me. And as we drink that juice, we remember that his blood was shed for me. His blood was shed for you. These are such simple truths, but yet the Bible teaches us that they're very holy. And they're very sacred. And they're very special. This is no lighthearted thing tonight, my friend. That's why I ask, are, are we right with God? Are you right with God? Well, there are people who snub their nose up at God for whatever reason. Well, the Apostle Paul, later in this text we read, he told, that's why many are weak and sickly and died. And so as we continue reading here, he said, For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. And so there's no regulation of time, whether you do this every service or every week or once a month or once a year, but it's as oft as you do it. This is the remembrance of the death of the Son of God. That's what we're here to remember tonight. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So tonight, my friend, I present to us a warning that before we take this bread, before we take this cup, I present a warning to be right with the Lord. Oh, we live in a day when the holy has been polluted. The book of Proverbs or the book of Psalms, it talks about the heathen have come into God's inheritance. And lost people are trying to come into the church and the world and the, and the humanism and the ways of wickedness. But this is something, my friend, all of the word of God is something to be protected. That's why Jude said that we would earnestly contend for the faith. This is a holy thing. The blood of the Son of God is a holy thing. You see, Jesus didn't have the blood like you and me. The curse of sin is passed through the blood of man. Romans chapter 5 teaches us, whereby, teaches us that whereby 
Through one man, I can't quote it off the top of my head, but through one man, sin entered into this world. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And that curse of sin is through the blood. You inherited your blood from your father, not your mother. They inherited their blood from their father. And it goes back to Adam. That's why in Matthew chapter number 1, the Bible tells us about a, a virgin-born Savior. That's why the book of Luke reports that the angel Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary and told her that, there would, that the Holy Ghost would come upon her. And that that which she would conceive was of the Holy Ghost and, and his name would be Jesus Christ the Lord. His blood was not like our blood. His blood came from God. His blood was innocent blood, holy blood, pure blood, powerful blood, the ability to save you and me. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I certainly don't want to be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But that's what is said to be here if we partake unworthily. Let's continue to read. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Said so to let a man examine himself. Tonight, I would like to ask all of us to search our heart. And deeper than that, to ask the Holy Spirit to search our heart. That we might be right with each other. That we might be right with God. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat that bread and drink of that cup. This examination, this soul-searching examination is to take place before partaking of the bread and of the juice. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh to himself, or damnation to himself. Now this word damnation in this context is, is talking about judgment. It's not talking about that this saved person would die and go to hell, but it's talking about that they will be judged by God. What is that judgment? As we read, the context is told to us. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. They have no regard for the body of the Lord. They have no regard for the death, for the shedding of his blood, for the holy sacredness of the gospel. The gospel is not a light thing. Oh, it's free to the world. But it wasn't free, my friend. Jesus Christ shed his blood. He died. He was hated. He was beaten. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. As you read through the Gospels, it tells of a place in there where his face was covered and a man smote him saying, prophesy, who is it that smiteth thee? Can you imagine the Jesus that we say we love was treated like that. 
how horrible. For this cause, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, because of this, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Notice that word many. It's heartbreaking how many people in the church disregarded how holy this is. It's heartbreaking. It says for this cause, many were weak, many were sick, many sleep. That means they died. Many. There was a disregarding of the things of the Lord and specifically of this truth. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. What does that mean? To search ourselves. To search our heart. To ask the Lord to expose to us where we are wrong and what we need to get right. With him. The blessed truth, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He said in Isaiah 1.18, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. And though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But verse 32 explains, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. These who were weak and sickly, in this context, I'm not speaking of every weak or every sick person, but in this passage of scripture, it said, for this cause. That means because of this, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. They were chasing of the Lord. This was a judgment issued from the son of God himself because they trampled under their feet the holy things of God. And I want to urge us tonight not to do that. The Bible tells us, be ye holy, for I am holy. The Bible tells us to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Who's it talking about? It's talking about from the world. It, it, it asks us, for what concord hath Christ with Belial, or he that believeth with an infidel? The Bible tells us to be different. Romans chapter number one, verse number one, the apostle Paul said that he was separated unto the gospel of God. What does that mean? You, you hear a lot of people talk about separating from, but what do they separate to? You can separate from a whole lot of things and still not be right with God. But the apostle Paul said he was separated unto God. And when he did that, he automatically cut off everything else. That's what God would desire of you. That's what God would desire of me. As I read this, I see that this is a sacred thing. He said, this do in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. I want to ask you a question, friend. Do you love Jesus? Are you thankful for what he did for you and me? Then this would be a sacred thing. May I say this? The Bible said not only is this a sacred thing, but it, it shows us his death. 
It shows us his sacrifice. It shows us his suffering. It shows us his shed blood. This was a serious moment when the Lord was on that cross. And the God of heaven turned his back on the Son of God and the clouds became dark. And, and the Lord cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 2 Corinthians 5, 21 teaches us that he became, that for he hath made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He became sin for you and me. Now he didn't sin. But sin was laid on him. He was judged for your sins and for mine. I think tonight about sober fellowship. I love sweet fellowship. When the glory's around and we're shouting and testifying and praising the Lord. But the Bible would teach us about this also, a sober fellowship. To remember the holiness of this moment. To remember the holiness of what Christ did for us. The powers of hell tried to kill the Son of God before he ever died for us. Satan tried to destroy the Son of God before he ever died for us. I know, I've never been able to get the words of the song out of my mind. This man that they were crucifying, he said that he was a king. And they judged him by the clothes that he wore and they said this man doesn't own a thing. But little did they know that day when his blood came streaming down that he owned the sun, the stars, and the moon. And he even owned the ground. And friend, he left heaven. And he came here and he was despised and rejected. He was hated and ridiculed and mocked to save you and me from hell. And then as I mentioned, the self-examination is so necessary. Because there are serious repercussions. Then I notice here in verse 24 and 25. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup, is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Notice it said, and when he had supped. Revelation 120, or Revelation 320, Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And so the Lord desires to sup with you. And with me. And, and, and if you'll look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Verse number 21. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 21. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Yet so many times Christians allow the things of this world to hook them and draw them away from walking with the Lord. God desires for us to be separated unto him. 
to be right with him, to be walking scripturally. That's why we're here tonight, to remember his death. He died so that we can be made right with him. And so I'd like to take this time, and I'd like to call the deacons down to the first two rows right here, if you if y'all can move out. And I'd like to have Miss Nally and Brother Ken play on the piano and the organ. And I'd like to have the altar open for a time of prayer. You could pray in your seat. You could pray on the altar. But I would just urge that we search our hearts. Are we right with the Lord?